Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. According to Forbes, more than 31 million small businesses use PayPal to collect online payments. You're listening to the Tech Mobility Show, and this is Topic B. Now 24 years old, the PayPal platform is popular with merchants and consumers alike, and that, unfortunately, makes it attractive to bad actors. Um, again, I'm reaching out to Property Casualty 360, and they're talking about some ways that if you are a user of PayPal, that you can avoid some of the scams that they're trying that bad actors will occasionally try to pull on you. Here's one, and I'm going to share kind of a uh, cautionary tale with you. They said, only contact PayPal using the number listed on its website. And this is important. Remember that official PayPal communications will always address you by name. My business does has an account with a certain national bank. And we recently did a name change when we rebranded the company. And we got a very official looking notice from the bank supposedly saying, hey, uh, looking over your material, we find that uh, you're lacking this and you need to call us or we're going to suspend your account. Okay. Never mentioned my company by name. Never mentioned me by name. Didn't give any account information. Did not get specifics. It was very nebulous. And I got very suspicious. So I double checked with the bank. Bank said, um, no, that wasn't us. Okay. Now you think that would be over. Got another one. Email. Then finally, believe it or not, I got a text message. They're very brazen nowadays. And that's not just PayPal. You have to be careful with your financial data, your financial, your account information. The phishing scheme is they are looking for you to give it up, thinking you are giving it up to a trusted source. Usually the trusted source will mention it by name. And if in doubt, whether it be bank or PayPal or anybody, call them and verify. Call the main number. Call the official number. Call the branch. If there's a certain branch of a bank you do business with, call that branch. Talk to your loan officer or talk to somebody in account management and they can clear that up for you. Let me give you some other things to think about. And this is something that's a little squirrely, but we'll walk through it. Never send money outside of PayPal if you've transacted on their website. For instance, you conduct a transaction on PayPal, but your customer accidentally, accidentally, excuse me, accidentally sends a larger amount than agreed upon. This other person now wants a refund sent through a different platform. But guess what? If you apply with their request, PayPal will not be able to help you since the refund was processed outside their system. They suggest if somebody overpays you, cancel it within the system and have them start over. When I owned an eBay store, I used PayPal exclusively. And every now and then you get somebody says, hey, you know, can I pay you outside of PayPal? I don't want to use PayPal. I got a problem. No, no. When they do that, it's an invitation for fraud because they can contest it. Then you lose the money. Then they're gone and you're out your money. You don't want to do that. If you are within the system, then they've got built-in protections. If you're defrauded, that make you whole. If you operate outside the system, you're on your own. Number six, 
always use your own shipping method. When you choose the shipping method, you control delivery and cannot be tricked with bogus shipping labels or rerouted packages. When I had my store, again, this is probably about five or six years ago. This was a big fraud. Somebody would come and say, hey, you know, I need you to, you know, take these, accept these packages for me and I'll give you cards and you can send them. And no, it was a fraud. It was totally, completely, utterly fraudulent. Control the shipping. Then you got a tracking number. You've got redress if there's a problem and you're protected. When you, again, when you're outside that, particularly if you are a vendor, you stand to lose money and it don't take much because this is happening in real time all the time. Most important thing, if it don't feel right, smell right, act right, don't do it. That's probably the simplest advice. Trust your gut. Only ship to the address on the transaction details page. When you ship to this address only, you satisfy one of the requirements of PayPal's seller protection program. I can't explain this enough. I used to ship all over the world. And between the post office and PayPal, very, 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 very rarely did I have a problem. And if I had a problem, either it got lost through no fault of my own, or they claimed it was damaged, but it wasn't really damaged or whatever, I got made whole. When you operate outside of that, or you try to go around it, you know, to be a great person, you know, a wonderful guy, and, you know, I'll help you out this once. Yeah, no, no. That's kind of like taking out-of-state checks through PayPal. Oh, I mean, not through PayPal, but you be like, hey, can I send you a check? No. You can send me a money order. But no, you're not going to use PayPal. I would rather have a money order or something. I don't know that your check is any good, and I have no recourse if it's not. Only deal with verified buyers and sellers. Verifying a PayPal account can be troublesome. Not that troublesome. And it requires sharing personal information with the platform. Well worth it. So anyone that did is most likely, most likely, but not always, not a scammer. If you do business with non-verified PayPal accounts, typically new accounts that maybe have been around for a week, two weeks, those are skeptical and you want to be careful. Proceed with extreme caution. If I was ever in wonder, I would check their um, their their uh, satisfaction ratings to see, you know, are these people okay? Um, are they getting a lot of ratings where people are happy doing business with them? If they're not, if it's really below 90%, you might want to be careful because you are putting yourself at risk. And I've been there too. This is important. And this goes not just for PayPal, but you're anywhere. Be wary of email links and attachments. That goes with your personal email, your business email. That got really, this really not even restricted to PayPal. A lot of people start with something that looks familiar, looks approximate to something that you're doing business with. The scammers are getting better. Used to be, you know, you'd get an email, hey, you know, your Bank of America account is in question. And you know full well you don't have an account at Bank of America. So you already know it's a scam. Well, they're getting a lot better now and you need to be careful and if it don't look quite right honestly a phone call is worth so much in you know satisfaction as opposed to problems had that happen this morning i got this weird phone call 
They wanted information. I hung up and I called the individual whom they were asking about to find out what's going on and is whatever this is legit. Turns out they were a bill collector, but they didn't, they didn't say anything about who they were, why they were calling and why they wanted this person. Be careful. Be careful. And definitely, if you don't recognize it, don't open it. Really. And finally, and honestly, this is common sense. Use high quality antivirus software. Me, I use mal uh, malware bytes. They mentioned Norton. There's a lot of good ones out there. And to have one, and even Windows offers one. It's better to have something and protect yourself than have nothing at all. Be aware. Be careful. If it don't feel good, smell good, look good, don't do it. We are the Tech Mobility Show. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Ken Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. These days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out. Be sure to follow us. Believe it or not, the Tech Mobility Show has a website. Yep. Combined with all the other ways you can interact with us, our website is a great place to start. Learn more about the host, find us in the news, and even check out where you can hear our programs across the country on the radio. I know, right? Our website is a great place to learn more about us and our programming. Go to techmobility.show for more information. 